Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Seerah, and much more. Inshallah, in today's uh, talk, we will talk about uh, some of the minor battles that happened after Ghazbat al Hunain and uh, before, uh, uh, before the Battle of Tabuk. And uh, uh, we, we talked about last week that uh, uh, what we ended up was after, after the Hunain, Rasulullah. He uh, headed back to Medina after the distribution of the squads of wars, and then he sent uh, about uh, 16 or so different uh, uh, Sahaba to to collect the jizya or the zakah from different tribes. And uh, this is where we stopped, and then we, we said that we will talk about the different uh, uh, small battles that, that occurred after the Hunayn prior to Tabuk. And for that, uh, there were about, uh, inshallah, we'll talk about five of them today, very small ones. It will not take too long. The only one that will, will take a little bit longer is the last one that was against uh, the tribe of Utai, which uh, from uh, Adi bin Hatim was from. Okay, uh, so uh, after the Hunayn, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he went back to Medina, he sent uh, one, of, uh, one of the platoons or, or a battalion with about 100, uh, about 50 horsemen uh, under the leadership of Uyayna uh, bin, bin, uh, bin Hassan al-Fazari and uh, with 50 horsemen and they were sent towards Banu Tamim and the, uh, this, uh, these 50 bata- horsemen that were under Uyayna uh, uh, were all of, none, of, none of them were from the Ansar or the Muhajirin so these were uh, uh, these were other than Ansar al Muhajirin, the Sahaba who were under the leadership of him. And uh, they were sent to Bani Tamim because Bani Tamim, Bani Tamim, they, uh, Tamim, they actually were supposed to be paying the jizya. And uh, we talked about a little bit about the jizya in the past. So I'm not going to go and repeat that. Uh, we talked about the uh, what is the purpose of the jizya, and uh, it's only taken from the uh, non Muslim citizens and only the male uh, who are uh, capable. <laughs> So, uh, and that's much smaller amount than even uh, Muslims pay as a zakah as a part of the ibadah. So, um, the, the, that discussion has already has, has occurred, so I'm not going to go, go, into, go into too much in detail of that. Then, Uyayna bin al-Hassan, he fought with uh, uh, Banu Tamim. The purpose was there. So, for, first, uh, he was in general, was, they were marching in the nighttime, and uh, during the daytime, they were kind of lurking or hiding. And this is how they uh, they reach Banu Tamim, and uh, they kind of uh, uh, over, uh, overtook them in uh, in the desert. And uh, uh, the, uh, the the people from Banu Tamim, they some of them actually uh, they they ran away. And while eleven men and uh, about twenty one women and um, so some uh, so some children were captured. And uh, uh, the, the the ones who ran away they went to went back to Medina, and uh, they uh, they actually stayed uh, or, or protected themselves in the house of Ramla bin uh, bin Al Harith, 
And uh, then 10 of those leaders who came, came out to the door of, uh, to the door of Rasulullah and uh, they wanted to meet Rasulullah and uh, they wanted to basically have some sort of a discussion with them. And discussion in the sense of they were kind of, a, they, they brought their poetry and they wanted to compare what Rasulullah had to offer. And uh, for that purpose, they introduced Atar uh, uh, bin Hajib from them and Atar uh, bin Hajib and he, he delivered a speech and then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam from the Muslim side he sent Thabit bin Qais bin Shammas radiallahu anhu and uh, he came from the Muslim side and he, uh, he replied back to the speech that was delivered by Atarid bin Hajib after that after that another person from the side of Banu Tamim his name was Al-Zabraqan Zabraqan bin, uh, bin Badr he came and he uh, boastfully, he was giving his poetry from his side, and uh, on which Rasulullah sent Hassan bin Thabit, uh, and he was famous for his poetry. Uh, and uh, he came out and he replied back to the poetry that he was uh, saying. And uh, then the, the, one of the leaders from Tamim, Aqra bin Habis, he came out and he, uh, he actually appreciated uh, that he said like this that the orators that who came from the side of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam they were more eloquent and uh, they had more uh, weighty kind of uh, material that they recited and uh, basically he uh, he accepted Islam and the people who were along with him they accepted Islam and Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam uh, acknowledged their Islam and actually gave them gifts uh, and gave them all the women and children who were along with them, uh, freed them uh, freed them all and they returned back to their uh, place. So uh, they accepted Islam uh, prior to that, of course, when they were giving the jizya, they did not accept Islam at that time. So that was uh, uh, the first small uh, battle that happened uh, and the leadership of them was given to Uyayna bin Hassan al-Fazari. Second one, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sent under the leadership of Qutba bin Amir, uh, to uh, to a place called Khatham, uh, 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 which was in the in the area of Tabala, and uh, uh, it was in the ninth year of uh, the Hijrah um, and the month of Safa. While the prior one that I talked about, that Urayna uh, went, that was in the month of Muharram. So this is in the second month of uh, ninth year of the Hijrah, and uh, he was accompanied with uh, twenty men and. Uh, um, and t only 10 camel to mount alternatively and Qutbah raided them and uh, fought uh, fought with, uh, uh, with, with the people over there and quite a few uh, Muslims were martyred and so were uh, and, and a lot of kuffar were killed as well uh, but at the end Muslims were victorious and they were able to bring uh, the spoils of war um, before I go to the rest of the three uh, uh, battles I just want to remind the uh, one thing that when Rasulullah was sending these uh, troops, small troops, battalions, Asraya, uh, <coughs> the purpose of that was that Rasulullah was the head of the state here and uh, he was uh, securing the land of Medina, uh, uh, in general the Arabian Peninsula, and uh, also that's a way of expanding the, the state that Rasulullah was ruling over. Uh, so that's the main, the main idea here, and the purpose was again to 
to brought the justice to the people people can see the justice that, that is provided by Islam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we have sent you nothing but the but the rahma over the alameen so that, that's the purpose and that rahma can be seen when the the deen is established over the people uh, whether they uh, accept Islam or not that's the choice Islam gives them uh, meaning uh, uh, individuals are allowed to uh, to stay to accept Islam or if they want to continue to worship whatever they were worshiping Islam does not force them to enter into folds of Islam the this uh, this part of uh, sending these troops is only to uh, implement the rules of Allah Azza wa Jal because that's the, uh, the these are the rules of Allah Subhanahu wa and that brings the justice for the uh, for the people at large whether Muslims or non-Muslims so that's the, uh, the, the that's the idea behind that and of course uh, whenever these uh, uh, troops were sent uh, to fight, unless it's a, it is a rebellious group that were already fighting with them, they were given the offer to enter into folds of Islam, then um, there is no fight. And, and uh, if they don't accept their second choice they were given was, then they take the jizya. And if they don't, they give the jizya and they live under the rules of Islam. If they don't accept that either, then uh, the, the fight used to happen. And even that fight was, uh, not with the women or the children or the, or the elders uh, it was against the people who were uh, ruling over them uh, uh, so, so they can remove the barriers for the people to listen to uh, Islam that's the main idea of taking Islam, uh, sending these, uh, these troops uh, to different uh, regions like that then uh, the third uh, uh, battalion that Rasulullah sent was and it was a mission under uh, the Sahabi of the Haq bin uh, Sufyan al-Kilabi uh, and he was sent to Banu Kilab uh, in the month of Rabi'ul Awwal in the ninth year of the Hijrah and this is the same year still we're talking about the ninth year of the, uh, the Hijrah and uh, the month of Rabi'ul Awwal uh, and this, uh, the, the, he was sent towards Banu Kilab uh, uh, an idea was to offer them about Islam uh, uh, refusing to embrace Islam, they, they, they refused to accept Islam and they started fighting with the Muslims. But they were they defeated and uh, uh, and this was a successful uh, mission that the Haqq was sent to. The fourth uh, mission that Rasulullah sent was under, uh, was under Al-Qamah bin uh, Mujazziz uh, al-Mudliji. And uh, he had 300 men uh, under him. Uh, and he was sent to uh, the shores of the Jeddah in the month of Rabi al Akhir, uh, uh, in the ninth year of the Hijrah again. And uh, uh, this was against actually the people of uh, some of the, the men from Habasha. Uh, and and they, they were pirates and uh, they, were, uh, they gathered near the shores of Jeddah and they used to uh, do the piracy. And uh, uh, hence Rasulullah sent this battalion to, to the, uh, secure these shores for the, the caravans of the Muslims uh, going in and out from the, the, that region. But as soon as Muslims actually got there, these pirates actually ran away and they, they left before the arrival of the Muslims. So they, they, they got the news that the Muslims are coming, so they ran away. And the fifth one today uh, I want to talk about is, and the last one, inshallah, is about the uh, about the, uh, the the battalion that Rasulullah sent under the leadership of Ali bin Talib, And the purpose of that was 
to demolish uh, one of the uh, false gods that they were worshipping, Al-Qulus, which was an idol that uh, belonged to the, uh, the tribe of Tai. And uh, this is the same uh, tribe that Hatim Tai belonged to, a famous uh, personality who was famous for his generosity, uh, that he used to uh, be generous to his guests. Uh, when this uh, battalion was sent, he was already dead at that time. But his children, including his son, Ali bin Hatim, and his daughter were still alive. And uh, this troop was sent in the month of Rabi'ul Awwal, in the ninth year of the, the, the Hijrah. And uh, uh, he had about 100 men uh, on the camels and uh, 50 on the horseback. Uh, and he was carrying uh, a black flag with a white banner. So we have talked about this, the black flag and the white banner. These are the, uh, the, the banners and the flags of, of Islam, uh, which are also called Al-Liwa and, uh, and, and Al-Qab. Uh, the Rasulullah sent uh, Ali with uh, these banners and the flag. And uh, when they reached uh, to the area called uh, Mahallatul Hatim, Mahallatul Hatim, uh, and uh, Ali bin Abi Talib, he raided the area uh, at the Fajr time. And they were able to demolish the idol. And uh, they, they, they collected a lot of spoils of war, including the camel, sheep, and uh, other things. And when they broke the idol, they, they found some other, uh, other things, including some swords and the armors uh, in there as well. So uh, when uh, Muslims uh, defeated the tribe of Tay, uh, the the sister of Adib bin Hatim, she became the, uh, one of the prisoners of war, while Adib bin Hatim, he ran away uh, towards the Sham. And uh, when, uh, when she came, uh, she came as a prisoner of, uh, prisoner of, uh, of war, uh, she asked for the mercy, uh, and she said, O Messenger of Allah, my brother is absent and my father is dead, and I am too old to render any service. Uh, be beneficent to me so that Allah may be bountiful to you. And uh, he said, who is your brother? And she said, Ali bin Hatim. Uh, and he, uh, is he not the one who fled from uh, Allah and his messenger? Uh, Rasulullah SAW said, and then went away. So this happened uh, second day again, she said the same thing. And third day, then uh, uh, the third day, Rasulullah SAW, she, uh, he actually, uh, uh, actually freed her and uh, also provided her a mount or an animal to ride on. And uh, she returned back to Asham, actually, uh, where she went to her brother, and uh, and she mentioned how Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam treated her uh, nicely in a noble manner, and uh, the, the, so she was basically asking him to go back to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam as well, and uh, uh, he did go back to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and uh, there are a couple of uh, interesting events happen when Ali bin Hatim, uh, he was actually he was not a Muslim at that time, later on he became a Muslim, uh, so he was a Christian at that time, when he went back to Medina to meet Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and uh, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was uh, reciting the ayah that اتخذوا أحبارهم وروحبانهم أرباب من دون الله ومسيح بن مريم وما أميروا إلا ليعبدوا إلها واحدة La ilaha illahu subhanahu amma yushrikun. Now this is the ayah from Surah Tawbah. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was reciting this ayah. And uh, the meaning of uh, this ayah 
is actually referring to that they have uh, taken their ahbar and ruhban, their monks and their priests, uh, their, their rabbis and their monks uh, as the rabb, as, the, as their lords, uh, other than Allah Azza wa Jal, and Isa ibn Maryam as well. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not ordered but to worship Allah alone. Uh, now, when Rasulullah uh, so recited his ayah, uh, this ayah, and uh, Ali ibn Hatim, he, was, he listened to it, and he, his response to Rasulullah was that uh, we did not worship, uh, uh, we did not worship them as, as the gods. Uh, and when he said this, at that time he was a Christian as the reports talk about from Imam Ahmad, the report of Imam Ahmad and, and Tirmidhi uh, and, uh, and Tabri as well, that talks about that a, a silver cross was hanging around his neck, meaning the showing that he was a Christian. Now, when uh, uh, he, asked, he said to Rasulullah we did not, so Rasulullah's question was, Bala, innahum haramu alayhim al-halal wa ahallu lahum al-haram, fattaba'uhum. Uh, so he, Rasulullah said that uh, then, uh, yes, they did. They, uh, they means here rabbis and the monks, prohibited the allowed from uh, for them, which is the Yahud, uh, Yahud al Nasara or Ahlul Kitab, and allowed the prohibited things, and they, uh, they obeyed them. And Rasulullah said that this is how they worship them. This is what means by worshiping. Whatever they made halal, they accepted as, uh, as halal. Whatever they made haram, they accepted as haram. So, uh, and then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, uh, said to him, Ya uh, Adi, ma taqul, what do you say? Uh, and then he said, did you run away to Asham, yufaruka uh, and yuqal Allahu Akbar, that uh, you ran away to, uh, to, uh, to basically to Asham, so, so that Allahu Akbar is not pronounced. And then he goes on, continued on, or do you know of anything greater than, uh, than Allah Azza wa Jal? Uh, and he said, Mayufaruk, uh, what made you run away? That, uh, is that to, to say, La ilaha illallah, that there is nobody worthy of worship except Allah Azza wa Is that what is making you run away? Uh, and uh, uh, the conversation continued on, and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam invited Adi ibn uh, Hatim towards Islam. And he, uh, he embraced Islam, and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam uh, uh, he was very happy to see uh, his entering into the folds of Islam and he says in the Yahud have earned the anger of Allah Azza wa Jal and the Nasara are misguided they uh, strayed away from the right path so uh, uh, this is this was an interesting story of uh, 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 Ali bin Hatim the way he entered into folds of Islam and it is important for us to uh, ponder on these few incidents that we talk about, including the story of Adi bin Hatim, and uh, think about the story from today's perspective as well. Because uh, whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has uh, mentions to us, uh, tells us the stories of uh, uh, Bani Israel, because here when it's talking about uh, Ahbar wa Rahban were taken as Rabb or Bab. Uh, Allah is telling us how the Bani Israel actually made their scholars and, uh, uh, and their monks as the criterion of halal and haram. Meaning whatever they say halal, they were taking it as halal. Whatever they said haram, they were taking it as haram. And Allah condemned that. 
and uh, uh, the reason these stories are mentioned are so we we can learn the lessons today as well because uh, other hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam also warn us how the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam will follow the footsteps of the Yahud and Nasara uh, as one of the hadith talks about that and even they will follow inch by inch uh, or hand span by hand span and if they go into the uh, lizard hole uh, my ummah will follow and sahaba asked what do you mean Yahud and Nasara and Rasulullah sallallahu who else uh, meaning the Muslims will be following. So purpose, the, the, the idea here is not that, that it has been said that we will follow uh, and that's about it. No, this is actually a way of telling us to warn us not to follow the incorrect paths. And uh, when it comes to this halal and haram, it is becoming, uh, unfortunately, we can see the, the signs within the ummah as well that how uh, the people blindly sometimes follow uh, the, the scholars uh, to an extent that uh, many a times that the very same scholars are uh, are, are giving the fatawas uh, or the so-called opinions of Islam in a manner that contradict the Quran and Sunnah. Uh, so in those cases, if uh, uh, any kind of a ruling that comes from uh, uh, even a learned person it has to be questioned, it has to be always evaluated whether these uh, uh, rulings are according to Islam or not. Meaning, it should be, uh, it should always be accepted on the basis of uh, on the basis of the evidence, on the basis of the strength of the evidence. Uh, so it's, uh, and it's, 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 it's the right of all the Muslims to ask for these, uh, the, the questions regarding the evidence behind any kind of a ruling uh, we talk about. And that those rulings that we talk about should not be limited only for the ibadat, for example. Uh, the rulings are about for anything because Islam is a comprehensive way of life and it talks about the, uh, the, the how to live our life as a whole. Not just uh, to talk about uh, the ibadat, meaning how to worship, uh, how to fast, how to the hajj and, uh, and uh, pay the zakah and stuff like that. Which is which are important aspects of, of which are important aspects of Islam. These are pillars of Islam, even, uh, and they have to be understood what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says. But Islam is more than that. Meaning, any aspect of life we talk about, whether it's our uh, 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 private life or public life, whether it's our economics, uh, dealing with economics or uh, social life, or and on and on, any aspect of life, it has to be from Islam, and the ruling has to come from Islam not based on benefits, not based on uh, anything else, but from Quran and Sunnah. So uh, this is the lesson that we should learn from uh, the Adib and Hatim's uh, story also, that Rasulullah uh, actually he reminded him of this, that uh, this is what the Yahud and Nasara did. And he won another story actually talks about himself also, how that he was even uh, part of that, uh, uh, they were taking uh, the wealth of the people illegally, uh, the way even the Christianity did not taught them, or the uh, or the, uh, the the book that they had from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, whether it was uh, whatever amount was changed, but they were still even not following that book either. And Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told him about that as well. And uh, then the uh, the ayah was uh, later on the ayah was also recited in front of him, and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam explained to him what does it mean by making them as their arbab. 
So if we now Muslims do the same thing and go into the same uh, footsteps, meaning start following the uh, the scholars blindly, meaning we're not following the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, rather we start following people only, uh, then uh, we could uh, fall into the same trap of taking them as the lords rather than making Allah Azza wa Jal is the Lord, uh, Lord of the Alameen. Now, just to be clear here, what it means by that is this. Uh, one can go to a scholar to ask him about the, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants in a specific situation. And you, uh, uh, and if you trust the scholar, uh, if, uh, and you are, let's say, in a situation that you do not have enough knowledge to evaluate the ruling that he's giving, then even if you follow the scholar from that angle that you believe that he has given you the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is why you're following him. You're not following him because a scholar said so. Okay? So there's a distinction between just following a scholar or follow, taking a hukum from him and follow it because you, uh, you, you're taking from him that he is giving you the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you trust in him about that. Okay, so uh, that's about uh, uh, up to the, uh, the the small skirmishes or the battles, if you want to call them, that occurred right prior to uh, the Tabuk. Now, after that, uh, uh, when we look into the issue of uh, situation of the Tabuk, how it started. So I'm just going to talk about a little bit the things that led to Ghazwat Tabuk as well. Uh, not going to cover the, the, the Tabuk itself, but just what are the things that triggered uh, the, the invasion or the Ghazwa of the Tabu. Uh, so, uh, we, when we talked about the issue of uh, Fatah Makkah, we understood that the Fatah Makkah was the cornerstone of uh, uh, Rasulullah Wasallam's dominance in the Jazirat al-Arab. Now, uh, and, but besides that, uh, before the Fatah Makkah, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, when he was under the treaty of uh, Sulah Hudaybiyah with uh, the Quraysh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi started sending the letters to different uh, uh, different rulers around the uh, Arabian Peninsula or Jazirat al-Arab. That included uh, the superpowers of that time, Persian Empire and the Roman Empire or Byzantine Empire. And uh, we talked about that, that uh, one of the, uh, the Safir or the ambassador of Rasulullah his name was Al-Harith bin Umar Al-Azdi, he was uh, martyred uh, by Sharhabir uh, uh, bin Amr Al-Ghassani. So he was uh, with, the, uh, with, the, with the Byzantine and uh, he, uh, they, they killed the ambassador of Rasulullah uh, when he was sent to the ruler of Busra. Now, uh, so that was one incident that had already happened. Second thing that happened was that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent uh, uh, Zaid bin Harith, uh, Jafar bin Abi Talib, and uh, Abdullah bin Rawaha in, in Mu'ta uh, towards the Byzantines. And uh, the 3,000 of Muslim army, uh, they were able to, uh, against the 200,000 uh, strong army of, uh, of the Romans, they, they came across each other, and uh, at the end, we talked about the Mota before, the Khalid bin Walid was able to bring the Muslim army uh, safely back, even, even though in, this is the same battle in which Zayd bin Harith, Ja'far bin Talib, and uh, Abdullah bin Rawaha, they, uh, they were martyred. 
but there was a, a victory for the Muslims in many, many sense. Uh, and one of them was that showed the, the people of the Jaziratul Arab, Arabian Peninsula, that they don't have to accept the dominance of, uh, of the Romans or the, uh, or the Persians, doesn't matter who. Uh, so uh, and they can take them also. Uh, even such a small army was able to uh, take the two hundred thousand uh, large army. Uh, on the other hand, uh, uh, the, the Byzantine king uh, or the Byzantine Empire, they were looking at the, the, the they saw what happened in the, in the Mota, and at the same time they had they were keeping an eye on the growth of uh, Rasulullah's. Uh, power, and uh, the, the, because there were many of those tribes, they were under their uh, dominance, and they were going away from the, their dominance and going uh, take it, going to the side of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So, because of uh, the growth that happened and the Fatah Makkah happened, now uh, Caesar, the king of uh, Byzantine, uh, uh, he actually started gathering an army to just go and take care of the Muslims at one time, one shot, go and uh, just run over them. And uh, uh, they also, uh, uh, they also uh, uh, kind of allied with the, with the tribe of Hassan, uh, which who, that, they were pro-Roman, they were allies of the Romans, and they, were, they would start gathering the army uh, against Muslims to, uh, to, to crush the Muslims, uh, Sallallahu and the Muslims at one, one time. So when all this, uh, uh, pile up of the uh, gathering of the army was going on. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was also aware of it. He uh, he was not the, uh, a, a ruler uh, that was not aware of of his surroundings. So when all this was happening, Rasulullah sallallahu also was aware of it, and he started preparing for the army as well. And we'll talk about that the impact of just hearing about the the, the, the these Byzantines and and and, and the tribe of Hassan are preparing war against Muslims. It did. Uh, have some impact uh, on the Muslims, uh, and that actually took out more of the ugliness of the hypocrites among the Muslims as well. Um, so we'll, we'll inshallah talk about the Tabuk and uh, 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 what happened in the Ghazal Tabuk inshallah next week. Maybe it will take uh, more than one week to cover that because uh, it has uh, quite a bit of lessons for us and a lot of different stories that happened during this time. Uh, so we'll, we'll stop here for today's talk and uh, inshallah if there is any uh, questions or comments about the subject covered, I'll inshallah try to answer them. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.